everyone. Welcome back to Three Gossip Girls, a Gossip Girl podcast. I'm Liz. And I'm Michelle. And tonight we're discussing Gossip Girl the Reboot, Season 1, Episode 6, Parent Sight. Hard to say. Uh, it aired um, August 12th, 2021, written by Ashley Wigfield, directed by Pamela Romanowski. When Obi's mother comes to town, Zoya begins to question his nature and nurture. Julian's decision to take her brand to the next level leads her down a path of self-discovery. Kate's personal and professional lives collide at full force. Aki and Max come together to support Audrey. Whew. Oh, baby. So yeah. this is an episode. Yes, it is. It was a good one. I, I thought it was good. Yeah, you know, I I watched it twice to absorb. Uh, there were mixed reviews. Yes, there were. Some reviews shit all over it. Mm-hmm. And I have to say there were certain points I did agree on. But for the most part, I really... There's things that I'm really excited for, which I can't wait to discuss with you. Yeah, absolutely. But before we do, what is the glass full of gossip for tonight? Yes, the glass full of gossip for tonight is a little throwback to the first episode of the reboot. I titled it The Influencer, and it's a mocktail made with Topo Chico, bitters, uh, lime juice, and orange slices. Ooh, delish. Very refreshing. And as we uh, can remember in the first episode, Aki was drinking Topo Chico, Topo and he Chico. offered that to Zoya. So, yeah. Yeah. Throwback six weeks ago. I can't believe it's been six weeks. <laughs> I know. And we'll get the next six in November, in close November. to Thanksgiving. Yes. Yeah. Something to look forward to. Yeah. Um, all right. So, I divided my notes this time by child because okay. I feel like pretty much we're meeting most people's parents if we haven't already. So I have Aki is my first point because this was Aki's episode. Yes. You yes. Know, it was well, nice to see him like finally have some storyline and we find out about his parents and who they are. So what was your first impressions? Let's start with Aki's mom. Well, I thought she was very sweet because we meet her as she's trying to help Aki pack for Audrey and she just wants to help and she suggests maybe you should pack a coat and he's like I know what I'm doing I know my girlfriend and then of course when he brings her the choices she's like this is what you brought and she's like you should have just brought a coat it's cold in here Mm -hmm. yeah mother knows best yeah Jody seems um tame she's not you can tell she obviously is from money and appreciates that world but she also has definitely a little bit more of an understanding of her son more so than maybe the other parents in besides nick obviously or davis but the other parents which we'll get to um i didn't mind her i thought she was you know what i i guess imagined of aki's parents i don't really know (laughs) i don't really know what i imagined for them so i actually thought that maybe they were going to be therapists. Ooh. I did not realize, and how would I know, that they were going to go the Rupert Murdoch way. Oh, yeah. I mean, as soon as we meet Aki's dad, I was like, am I watching Succession right now? Am I? I mean, this is straight up Rupert Murdoch vibes, even down to Jody, his 
his wife. Uh, and the way they talk about the kids and going over uh, who's pining to be in the lead when he passes away and, you know, the right wing media that he owns. And I have actually and I don't know if you have this in your trivia if anybody sent it, but I was looking that part up and I have some uh, interviews that Joshua Safran spoke about oh, okay, regarding awesome. that. I'd love to hear it. Yeah. Yeah. So from I didn't watch watch Succession, but I was on Reddit and people were like, apparently that last scene of Aki's dad outing him was like completely from Succession. I mean, the plane scene was straight up. Just, wow. Yeah. Yikes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just the total vibe of what he would do. So, right, yeah. yeah. Um, but so we talked about his mom a little bit. Obviously, his dad is huge. Yes. <laughs> like, huge. Um, so it was interesting to see him. But he's in town having, he wants to have dinner with his, I, I guess it's more of a business dinner, but in order to kind of like appease family and business, it has it all together. <laughs> and he wants, and Aki wants Audrey to come to this dinner, but she doesn't really want to leave Kiki at this point. So um, at first she's not going to go, but she just end up going. So then we have the dinner with Aki's dad. First impression of Aki's dad. I was like, whoa, not what I was expecting at all. Right. Right. I Like I said, like we're going total Murdoch uh, vibes here. Yeah. So he's an owner of like multiple white white <laughs> right wing news outlets yes and uh yeah some some people don't have good p- opinions of course of the things that he po- uh, publishes right i mean he's been outing uh audrey's mom which she makes a point to say like yes. you've been posting about it and he's like well i'm not gonna tell journalists what and what they should post right you like, know so it's good content so why not right Ugh. and and I thought, like, we have this dinner, but it's really for him also. He does a lot of business with Helena. Definitely, yeah. Who's Obi's mom. Who's Obi's mom, which can't wait to get your impressions on her. But we do find out that Aki has three half-siblings. Yeah. Who would have known. Right. And apparently, and he's-, he's, like, the best one out of all of them. He's the only... uh child that seems to kind of have a heart the other ones as you said are like trying to fight for the the, the crown and who's who's going to get the company and who's going to be on top so I, I would be interested to see if we meet them later on yeah and i also read and i don't know if you saw this on reddit that he is kind of going to be the bart bass i could totally see that yeah yeah i could definitely see that so we also find out that Aki's dad is in, I guess, a potential lawsuit for a gay employee being asked to stop discussing his personal life with his male spouse at work. Ouch. <laughs> this is awful. And so they decide in order to like keep the peace, they're going to leave all personal preference discussion out of the office. There's no discussion of like anyone's orientation or what they do at home um and so this uh i guess this is how he's gonna be running his his industry at this point but uh 
I guess we, this is also kind of a way that we see the depth of Aki's character because little does his dad know at this point that he's bisexual. <laughs> And, and also his mom. And his mom, right? No one knows besides Audrey, really, and Max, I guess. Right, right. Yeah. Doesn't make it any easier to kind of figure it out yourself either when you have parents. Mm-hmm. Well, obviously, anyone at this point, he is so young, so he is tr- trying to explore and figure what he wants, and then Audrey outs him. <laughs> I shouldn't yeah. need to, obviously. She we did know it. that. Even though she was having a rough day, we don't blame her for this, but no. Uh, but like then they they assume Zoya at the table. All of the parents are like, "Oh, Zoya, we didn't know." And she's like, "Wait, it's not me. Obviously, who cares if it was me?" And then I was like, "Um, we could have thought that was Audrey or Aki or um or Obi, even though it wasn't." Well, they're assuming it's the newcomer to the group that they don't know. So they're just going yeah. to assume because in their minds, they know their children. Right. And then Aki's mom's like, wait, do you mean Aki? Like my son? And Audrey's like, I got to go. Like this is a, uh, I've said too much already. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Later on, we have a scene where Aki's mom tries to kind of question him try to talk to him he's super rude but also we don't really know the dynamic of them as like mother son do they have this bond relationship i don't think so So. yeah and i also think it was a pretty typical scene of a teenager and a mother and being just i'm not going to talk about this with you also i have shit to do yeah it it doesn't make it right and i'm not excusing it but i felt it it felt real she's just trying to be like you can talk to me i'm here and he's like peace out mom i can go you know that's not what i need right now i just need you to leave so i can like come to myself and maybe down the line he will talk to her who knows yeah there's definitely there's definitely like some kind of resentment there though because even going back to the beginning of her trying to help she's just trying to help and i don't know if he's just so internally doesn't want to talk about it or say anything or bring anything to the surface that he's like cold and shut down. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I wonder if we'll get more with that, maybe history of the parents. Uh, And then we have, of course, the one of the last scenes of the episode, Aki's dad making a public statement in front of all these news outlets. And he said, it's just ridiculous, all these accusations against me. And my son, he's gay. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God. But even being outed, Aki was oh, like, no, no, no. I'm, I'm bisexual. I'm bisexual. And, like, nobody cares, of course, at that point. But, like, he, he's still holding his own. He's like, oh, of course my dad would do that. Like, I knew he would do that. Yeah. And then his dad leaves and then has this like moment where he tells Aki, look, you probably should stay away from Julian for a little bit. What is that about? 
Okay, I've been dying to talk to you about this. And I, I'm assuming or maybe I shouldn't assume I don't know if anybody asked us this question what we think this is going I, this has to be yes. a hot topic. So should we save it we after save we discuss? Let's, yeah, let's save it. Make you guys okay. wait a little bit. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, so all this can pretty much lead to Audrey who kind of is on the back burner of this. I mean, yes and no, like we still know Kiki's in the hospital. It looks like maybe she's in a coma. Or she was yeah. just extremely out of it at most points of the episode. Um, but Audrey, as we said before, doesn't want to leave her side. She hasn't been to school in a whole week. I loved Audrey in this episode. She I was felt, so, so Blair still. I know, but her mannerisms, not the way she's speaking to the nurses and the doctor, awful. Awful. <laughs> but very funny. Yes. The And her, her clips and mannerisms. And it's just interesting that I mean she does have her family and as her her family I should say yeah. because Julian is checking in on her via text but you have Aki who's obviously by her side but Max is like right there on the other side of her like yeah. making sure she eats we got to bring her to school and she and you know Audrey obviously recognizes that yes she does which is, it's great to have those, especially those two people there to support her, making sure she's eating, making sure she's clean, changing her clothes, trying to get her to go to school. She does end up going to school for like maybe, I don't know, like half a day or 15 minutes or whatever it was. Um, but she does decides that, okay, I'll go, I'll leave the hospital, knowing my mom is, you know, in the same state as she was, and she goes to the dinner. And as we know, all the stuff with... Aki's parent. I mean, it was the most awkward dinner, regardless if Audrey said any of what she said about Aki. So, you know, uh, I would, I wouldn't even want to be a fly on the wall in that in that dinner. I don't even. It was so yeah, awkward. it's it's so interesting because it seems like maybe I don't want to speak for Jody, Aki's mom, but and maybe uh, Aki's dad, Roger, doesn't even really pay any attention either but audrey does not seem to like them no i know i was thinking that i'm like wow must like suck to have such a strained relationship with your boyfriend's parents but then again your boyfriend has a strained relationship with his parents i guess too even though he doesn't really verbalize that no i mean audrey we know she's like i'll say whatever i i need to say Right. And she she sure does. I mean, she had a lot of comments during dinner. And then, of course, she was, like, snapping at Zoya because she's an easy target there. Sure. And then Audrey goes back to the hospital to find that her mother has woken from her coma slash, I don't know, slumber. And they have a sweet apology. The apology they both needed. And I did. I had a, a little a, a welled up a little bit. I did too. I felt both of their the actors' performances were really Great. good. Yeah, beautiful. And the fact that you have this kid telling their mom it's okay to ask for help. Yeah. And Ugh. then her mom breaks down and says, "I need help. I yeah. need your help." And I was like, "Ugh, yeah, my heart, really, my sad. heart." Yeah, but really, like a very real situation. I feel like, as you said, like they really acted that beautifully and you felt it and I look for I hope they mend their relationship and I hope Audrey is there for her and I hope they become like these close besties that every mother daughter always wants to be 
Even though Audrey, you know, she might not necessarily, I, I, but I don't know, maybe she would let her in a lot fully. Because it is her mother. And she yeah, almost and lost I, her. She did. But it's also hard to add that responsibility to a 16, 17-year-old of, okay, I'm here to help you, but also now I have to raise you. Yeah. So I wonder how that dynamic is going to be played out. It's going to be hard. I mean, it's been hard on her already because her mom has been like incapacitated for months at this point. So yeah, she if she didn't already had to raise herself, she did it in those months. And now it's kind of like I still have to do that and take care of my mother at the same time. It's really tough. And I understand more why she is the way she is. <laughs> yes. Yeah. She has agreed. to be firm. She has to be cutthroat. That is just how she gets through her life. So yeah, she does. I think she truly does appreciate Aki as, yes. as, a, as a significant other. And I think they just, they just have like a good, like a good bond. And obviously a great bond enough to add a little threesome to the dinner. <laughs> yeah. I, what do you think about this? I didn't think it was needed, but as I said previously on this podcast, season three, we all know. Um, wait, season three? Yeah, season three. Um, you're not supposed to do it with a friend. We know right. that. I'm happy for them to explore this. Totally. I really am. I'm like, they, sh- you explore, see what works for you in your sexual relationship. Is it good to explore with a best friend? Right. And a best friend who really like manned up and said, okay, I'm going to help out Audrey, even though it feels like, I mean, we've been saying this from the beginning, like so confusing. Like when did things change for these three? Because if they've been best friends since they were kids, it's like, well, how are you seeing your friend now in another light? And it made me think, like, okay, maybe they weren't very close, like Audrey and Max or Audrey and Aki. Like, Max is kind of just, like, by himself and is friends with all of them, but not close friends with any of them. So I was like, okay, makes sense to me, like, maybe that Audrey would be attracted to him or Aki even. And then it seemed as though he really took on this, like, good friend role to her and I was right, like, right it, interesting yeah and it's almost this line of so close your family right but or so, so close you want to be intimate with this person right I mean unless hey listen the three of them all you know hook up and then they're like this is great and it's like this ultimate understanding and respect for each other then fine but I is that how this is going to go? Is this going to be a continued, we sometimes will do this? Will feelings be back and forth? I, I'm not, I don't know. Right. Like, do they take all feelings out of it and it's just purely sexual just to explore and say, like, you know, I like this. I don't like this. Right. Is this something we should continually do in our relationship? Is Aki going to I don't know, try and pursue being with Max? Or or you know, right. vice versa, because who who like we we really don't know what what's to come with that. So I hope, and I mean, I'm not a, I'm not obviously against any of this, but I just like I hope for like the friendship portion that they don't keep doing it, <laughs> or find an outsider who doesn't does not in the in the group. 
It's funny because I could actually, <laughs> I could see Max being like, okay, guys, this was great. I'm good. You good? Right. I'm I'm moving on. And right. then I could see Aki and Audrey maybe being like, we want to continue this. This worked. And then Max being like, yeah, but you two are a couple. I'm just in here for just to join you and have fun. But where does this actually leave us, lead right. us and leave us and... And maybe, hey, listen, maybe I'm complicating things and it's actually not that difficult. <laughs> but I, I don't know, some kind of discussion I feel do- will need to happen. Definitely need a discussion from this point forward. So after, I'm interested to see, obviously, where we pick up in the fall with right. what's going to happen there. Uh, but speaking of Max, why does he bring a whole frittata to a hospital? I'm just curious. Mm. Mm-hmm, <laughs> like. Mm-hmm. In was it even in the frying pan still? Like I was so confused. I was like, oh, that's like a whole frittata. Like a whole thing. <laughs> you know, why not? Why not? I guess it's what you do in the Upper East Side. You bring a whole frittata to your friend at the hospital. Of course she doesn't eat it. He's being super sweet, as we said. He also hasn't spoken to Rafa. Good for him. Yo. But Rafa hasn't gotten the message, apparently, because he's still texting. Rafa? is so evil (laughs) like we've said he is we've said this since the beginning we had bad vibes bad vibes Mm -hmm. wow and his true wow obviously really show in this episode and so max and rafa have this like very quick conversation at school about how Max hasn't really been in contact with Rafa, and Rafa's like, oh, I thought you were just a fellow conquistador, that we just were both in the same boat. Like, I don't understand why you're still, like, holding on to the fact that I've been doing this with other people, and Max just is not, he's just finally not okay with it. And he's like, the way you, you treat people, like, he's, like, finally, like, okay, yeah, I understand, like, you're what you're trying to do because Max does do that. He likes to have sex with a lot of people and, and explore himself and, and explore other people. And so Rafa just doesn't understand why Max is like holding him like accountable for that. Yeah. But he's like, you're, you're a douche. I'm not into and it. You sleep with students like multiple. And like, you know, I caught you in terms of, I, I thought, I, not that I thought I was different, but this record you do actually it's almost brought to the light of like oh this actually is not okay yeah he's like you're actually kind of gross and i don't like and he's like and i'll never do you again that's for sure like forget about that and i think rafa got like pissed and then he sees max with aki and i don't know if, if he got like jealous or he thought like maybe like aki was going to say something to someone about their relationship so he decides he's going to go just happily be a spy for Kate and the Gossip Girl crew. Okay. So nice. this whole thing, Kate is apprehensive to even work she with him. She does it, though. I'm so, she, I was so surprised. I know. And she gives him the login. So stupid. So, so stupid. And so last week, we have Gossip Girl starting over where we don't want to kind of take down the kids. But then it's fine to post that Max might have an STD, STI from all, you know, across all the counties. Like, how is that okay? Right. 
Yeah, so he he posts that on there. Obviously, we know it's him. I don't know if Kate and the others knew it was him. He just he did it on purpose because he that's what he was set out to do that. But yeah. I, I just was I could not believe that she gave him the password. I'm like, wow. I thought you were like smarter than that. Like I thought she was more like um just worried that other people would abuse the power. So she wanted to have all the not all the power. But she does divide. She gives them their little tasks or whatever. But I was like, wow, I'm surprised you would give that up so quickly, so easily. But then also, he knows about it. So if she doesn't, maybe he would out her. Right. That's the problem. Yeah. So he posts on there, Max has an STI. <laughs> and Max is, like, pissed at first. And he's like, um, I like to sleep around. So, like, you telling that to the world doesn't really help me out a lot. And... But he doesn't really retaliate, retaliate, oh my God, retaliate. Um, and then Rafa decides, I'm going to text Roy. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> like, what the actual fuck? He, this teacher. Going and, going and going, like, if you don't want something to blow up in your face, Rafa, you probably should just, like, take a step back. Because he just keeps pushing the button and pushing it and pushing it. And Max right. doesn't really retaliate until he has to. Right. And so now Roy meets up with Rafa because Rafa had DM'd him, but he's very quick to find out what Rafa's motive is. Like he was talking about Max and other things. And so this fortunately led to Max and Roy having their first meeting after a few weeks, I guess. Yeah. So sad. Very sad. And I think Max still wants Roy to come home to Gideon. He's like, you need to come home. Of this course he okay. does. Those are his parents. Yeah. I mean, doesn't every kid want their parents to be together? Of and especially of like your dad. I mean, there's so much more to it, but your dad not accepting your dad for who he is now or who they are now. Right. Like, and we don't so, need to put a Band-Aid on that. that you don't right. need to do that. Right. And so... It's so much bigger than that, but I'm glad that we got to see Max and Roy have that conversation. Me too. Because it's been it's been a while and as far as we knew, Roy was like really upset with Max for doing all of this. Which sucks. Which Yeah, I still feel that that was not totally 100% because he says like I see how Audrey is there for her mom you know, by her side and you would be by my side, I need to be by your side. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like Max, I think, spiraled more so from everything. Yeah. yeah, I think so too. Yeah. And then we have that one of the last scenes with Max is now that you've talked to my dad, like this is war. And oh my <laughs> God. Post that video of them hooking up all of the teachers see, probably Rafa as well, but then they think he deleted it because he has the well, password. Right. I feel like it definitely was Rafa who deleted yeah. it. They saw it for a split second. It's just, obviously, it was sent. I don't know. It's so, like, why did you send that to... Right, like, you're not gonna... Gossip Girl's not going to post that for sure. Obviously, it would get, like, flagged. You can't post anything like that, like, on Instagram. But 
now they know that Rafa has been hooking up with a student. So they could right. use that. But like the fact that he, like there was another no other footage of proof of this. We had to use this specific <laughs> video. Like, oh my God. They were all like, whoa, what did I just see? I can't believe it. And Rafa, you little fuck. <laughs> yeah. But now Rafa Rafa, I'm sure, is seeing red. Oh, he's pissed. So now what is he gonna do? Right. Which can only mean bad things for Max. Right. Yeah. And I wonder if, like, he's going to approach Kate and them. They're also like, should we pretend we didn't see it? It's kind of obvious that we saw it, right? Like, we opened it up. Right. Right. Like, how are they going to portray, like, continue? And, uh, yeah, I'm very curious how this will play out. Same. On to Obi. Seeing a different side of Obi this episode. (sighs) I man, I don't know. As this series goes on, I'm like, I don't know if I, I care I like less this. and less about this guy. <laughs> I'm not sure if I really like Obi. Right? I, the first episode, I was like, oh, he's so much different than the other kids, and but he's not. He's not. He really isn't. And so we start the episode where he doesn't know if he should pick up the phone to text Zoya. She also does the same. She doesn't know if she should pick up the phone to text him. They kind of had that like weird sort of falling out at the Halloween party. They don't really know where they stand, but also they're still kind of referring to each other as girlfriend, boyfriend. So that hasn't eliminated completely. But he is like so incredibly anxious because he knows his mom's coming into town, but she ends up coming much sooner than he expected. And when you finally meet her, I was like, whoa, makes sense. So what's your first impression on Helena? Because I was like, I love her. I think she's like, I mean, she's exactly what I pretty much pictured her to be for his parents. Yes. Germans don't do surprises. No. They're very, Uh, yeah. I was, I, I very, I very much thought this was like the perfect person to play his mother. Absolutely. I love the accent. I loved, she just, she embodied perfection for this and I was like yes I could even see like casting wise like they, it works however we don't really barely min- min- mention his dad we never yeah. met his dad or so not far yet. haven't met his dad not yet so do we know what he does she I don't know they like if she didn't call at a certain time she would miss him right so I'm thinking maybe also in development yeah what did you think of her relationship with Aki's dad I mean, they go way back because they do all these developments. Mm-hmm. She even said, like, we've been friends since before our sons right. were born. Which it's it's great to obviously have friendships <laughs> like yes. that, that have spanned for a long time. Um, but I think it's it's hard to see anything but strictly business with them. I don't. It was it was hard because we ha- we do have that one scene of the dinner, and that's kind of what you're basing your impression off of their relationship with. But I think it's like I have your back and you have mine. Like we'll go down together and keep everything hush hush and whatever we have to do to succeed. I think that they have really kept a close tight bond from that throughout the years. So we'll right. see. I mean, if she gets involved with other things later on with him. 
Right, which I feel like she will. And I mean, they're working, her housing development is taking down a homeless shelter at the Navy Yard. And this is something that OB doesn't stand for, protests. And we know his parents are aware of his views, but he doesn't want to talk about them. He doesn't talk about them. And he pretty much like shrivels in the sight of his mother and becomes very enclosed and within and doesn't speak his opinions. And so poor Zoya, not poor Zoya, but she has to take it upon herself to even show his mother that she's even a a thing in his life because she still thought that he was dating Julian. Right. And she's, my my son tells me everything. Well, obviously not everything. He doesn't tell you pretty much anything. Right. Uh, which was interesting to see, but also makes sense because we know they have a, a a weird relationship and he doesn't see the views of his parents. And then she Zoya comes to dinner and she's like, you guys are, you know, I'm just going to say what's on my mind. And Obi does not appreciate it at all. I had a lot of mixed feelings about Zoya this episode. While I felt that Julian gives her this pep talk of you need, you deserve to be there. You are the girlfriend. Go meet Helena. Gets invited to this dinner. She was so, I understand speaking your views and speaking up, but I felt she was incredibly rude. Yes, I found it to be also rude and like, the tone of it. Like, you can have a discussion. But yeah. you don't need to, like, point the finger. I mean, but again, like, she doesn't view the things that these people are doing. She obviously is opposed to. So, and then she does have that talk with her dad. Like, well, when is it okay to actually voice your opinion? And when is it, when should you take a step back? And he's like, well, you should take a step back if you're actually going to hurt someone by your words. Right. So... In that dinner, while maybe the adults could take it, like they could get a you know dish to them, they hear this stuff all the time. But like Obi, like you're supposed to be my girlfriend. At least be like a little sensitive to the fact that you are here. I didn't invite you here, which right. is bad. Was bad enough for Zoya, and right. now you're gonna like make it as though I invited you here just to argue with them. And he really did not take to it wouldn't hold her hand said like come on Zoya enough already like enough is enough like we're at dinner and she doesn't understand why aren't you voicing your opinion why aren't you backing me up you say these things all the time he's like not at dinner not at dinner it's so it's so messed up it really is because while it's like Zoya was so different than Julian Right. And that's what was he was attracted to. Like, wow, she's into the same things I am politically and uh, we can protest, go to protest together and we agree on these things. However, when it comes to the surface, it's like I can't introduce you to my mom because you're actually just like me in that way. And I and there's this like low 
key embarrassment of I'm not ready to really bring that to the surface. Right. Like I feel those things. But also, again, I'm 17 years old and I feel them. And like at this point in my life, do I really want to burn such big bridges with my family at dinner at dinner? Like they might think I view it this way and they are right, but we don't need to go into lengthy arguments about it during dinner because also, his mom is only in town for a certain amount of time, whatever. Like, he's like, well, maybe I just want to have dinner with my mom and not have to. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, you can see both sides to that. Yeah. Do yeah. I, and, and I get why he was upset. And I get why and Zoya he, was upset. Yes. And it made everything super awkward for everyone at the table. And so she, while I, you know, like what she was saying, I think her tone didn't need to be so pointing the finger like I came here just to say this to you she, right she, like she and she also yeah. was upset too because they would ask her a question yes and immediately before she even was done saying be like oh so what about this and like not caring to absorb what she's saying so that yeah. already pissed her off so like I get why she kind of was like screw you all right I'm gonna I get it too here and I don't really care if Obi appreciates it and again, I'm sure she thought Obi was a different person. And yeah. so to see him in this light, it's like, who are you? Like, what? The, this is not you. Right. Like, OK, we always talk about how this is what you appreciate and what you stand for and what you love and how it's against what your parents views are. And then for him to actually just sit there and not say anything. She's like, wait, what? Yeah. Like, you're what is actually, this? You're not going to say anything and defend me or just like agree with the fact that of what I'm saying. And so. It really led to them kind of <laughs> uh, led to him in another woman's arms. So not not good. Yeah. But then Obi, he sides with his mother pretty much. Him and Zoya have a falling out. She goes her separate way. He goes and talks to Julian and he straight up blames her. He's like, why did you have to give Zoya advice? Why are you trying to like get involved in my relationship? What is your motive? And Julian's like, I want you both to be happy. That is my true motive. And he says, I used to be happy. Yeah. What did you What did you think he meant by that? Like, oh, you used to be happy in your relationship? Because as far as we we're concerned, when we first met you, you weren't. Yeah, I think what that meant was, oh, shit, stuff is really brought to the surface. And even though... I used to be the different one. Yeah. And like him and his relationship with Julian, like Julian, they did have a good relationship, but then she sort of changed. But he also is also in that world because we had that whole discussion where they do apologize to each other a couple episodes ago. So he was definitely happy then, but maybe now it's just complicated and it's like, well, now my mom's mad at me and brought to the surface. And I do believe in these things. It's just, I didn't want to deal with it right now. Yeah. Right. He's like, right now I didn't want to deal with it, but it's also like, well, when are you going to deal with it? Right. Because if you truly in your soul feel this way, then speak up about it. And Julian says to him, you get like this every time your mom's in town. Like I've been seeing, I saw it firsthand for our entire relationship. And so what I think was Julian's words makes him go to the uh, protest. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And so yeah. 
he has his signs up and this sparks Julian to go and see him because she's like, oh, he he finally listened to me. I'm so glad that he's appreciating what I'm saying. I'll go and protest with him. But then Zoya thinks, oh, what I said to him made a difference. So I'm going to go see him at the protest. Right. But when reality is, unfortunately, it wasn't you, Zoya, that made the impression. It was Julian. Yeah. And now she has to uh, go to the riot, the protest, and sees firsthand Julian's there. And she questions Julian's motives. Like, why are you there? You promised me that you were, you know, you were over him. And I was like, wait. When did she ever say she was over him? She never did, Zoya. So the fact that you think that within a month, your sister who was in a relationship with him for years fell out of love with him in a month. It doesn't take, it takes much longer (laughs) than a month. It's very young and naive. It really is. And it's just the inexperience of being in a relationship. And because I... I understand how Zoya is feeling, for sure. Yeah. But also, I understand how Julian's feeling. And I don't think Julian's a malicious person. Even though when when we get into her, because I'm sure we're going to talk about her next, with with Davis, who brings up a lot of points with her in terms of how she's feeling towards Obi. But I think it's one of those things where, like, if he chose you, that's fine. I'm still hurting he could be with you, Zoya, but that doesn't change how I feel. Right. It doesn't take away how I feel and how, you know, what our history is. Like, I, I'm fucked up and I, I changed a little bit and so did he. And that's you're, there, there's no one to blame for that. And so he decided I'm going to go completely opposite and date someone who is like me. And unfortunately, that is her sister. And so... While Zoya has been pretty respectful these past few episodes with her relationship with Obi, I guess Zoya never really realized that, like, Julian is still very much seeing this and hurting. I mean, you know, the fact that Zoya, she was so reserved when it came to her relationship and she was like, oh, we can't do PDA and not while around Julian. So it's like you're you're doing that so you don't hurt her it doesn't but like you gotta if you're doing that then you have to assume that feelings are still there right and so her being so surprised to see julian there even though like her and him and obi her (laughs) obi and julian you know they they do still have a friendship and she does confide in him about her career path and what she should do with like launching her own kind of like business of her and so he does give her some good advice. So they, they do have that friendship, and that's really never going to go away. And so she goes to the protest, you know, with not ill intentions, I don't think. I think she just was there to support him because he actually heard her when she said, you need to act, do the things that you believe in. Right. And so I was surprised that Zoya got so mad that Julian was there. I was like, well, why can't he? she be there? She could be there just as much as you are. I think because she felt in her heart of hearts like, oh, my God, I got through to him. Uh I got through to my boyfriend after our spat last night. And then to go and see his ex-girlfriend, who's also your sister. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah, slap in the face for her. And so she does lash out at Julian. She leaves, which leaves 
Julian and Obi to rekindle some romance. I ship them way more than him and Zoya. Oh my God, that's a question we have later. <laughs> I will save my answer. <laughs> yeah, I'll save the rest of my explanation yeah. for that. Um, but let's wrap up Julian. So as you said, Davis has been on her case a little bit. She took the PSATs, didn't do very well. And he's like, what are you trying to accomplish? Like, are you thinking about college? Like, what are you thinking about for your future? And she's like, well, I am making myself, I'm branding myself. I'm making myself uh, someone who can, like, support, like, I'm I'm making myself a brand. And he's like, well, Instagram could disappear tomorrow. What would you have to fall back on? And she's like, okay, I get what you're saying. (laughs) Yeah, this is where this doesn't make sense. She's an influencer, yet she takes no collabs and has made no pay, no income from this. She's just been getting sent free stuff, I guess. Right. And she has her dad's money. That's why she hasn't asked. She hasn't, she hasn't had the need to make an income because she's been financially. I get what you're saying, dad. I will brand myself and start to make an income. And what I learned from this episode was Luna says, the first thing you have to do is do a collab. I was like, oh, that's what you have to do? Okay. Well, when you're becoming an influencer, I mean, it's, yeah, it's just like you've done no collabs, right? no paid collabs, and yet you're this popular, but you're this popular because of who your dad is. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So she doesn't really have the Julian brand. And in order for her to find herself, she decides that she's going to meet with all these potential collaborations and they meet up for dinner. She brings her dad because she trusts his opinion and he has, you know, he's an expert in this industry and she meets lots of collaboration, potential collabs there. How... That's another, it's again, well, yeah, but is this is the, it has to be because of who she is. Because Luna, this teenager, sets up meetings with Ulta, Glossier, Sephora, Revlon. Aldo, right? Yeah, I'm like, oh, and Goop, right? You get all of these from a teenager to meet with, it's like, What? But again, I guess it's like, okay, look how many followers she has. She's young. She's impressionable. She's Davis Calloway's daughter. Yeah. They all want to work with her, and they're all trying to, of course, uh, sway her and make a, a presentation and give her information on what their brand represents. And so not none of them really are sticking except for Sephora at the end, who makes a good impression, clear winner because she wants Julian to be herself. So later we have a conversation where Davis does pressure Julian to talk about how she feels about Obi. And it's just, he, he pretty much calls her out for like, not met, even though she wasn't meddling, he was like, Oh, you're getting involved. You still have feelings there. And she's like, Oh, I'm happy for them or whatever she says. So, of course, she's not really allowing herself to feel that way. Then she goes to 
the uh, protest, and we know what happens there. But Sephora does not like that she's at the protest. So she turns them down. She's like, obviously, you weren't a good collaboration because you don't accept me and all that I represent for myself. Yeah. And I guess Obi got turned on by this powerful Julian, different Julian. (laughs) And they kiss. And, you know, there's still something there. Of course there is. It was way more passionate than anything him and Zoya have had. Right. Way more passionate. But also, they're on a different level. They are. They are. But it's just like, to me, this was like, I felt like Zoya and him, The well, I felt it didn't work because it was rushed and there was something, it was like rushed, but then not rushed because they couldn't figure where they're out. I think... It, there's like that age gap too, and also that class difference, which right. is an obvious thing, right? Yeah. But I mean, I'm not saying him and Julian are going to last. And I think we had this question. Like, I knew I had a feeling they were going to get together. Yeah. But as far as like the on screen chemistry, I think it he has it more with Julian. Same. Yeah. We also, lastly, have to talk about Kate and the Nick stuff. <laughs> oh, Nick. It's, I feel at this point, it's kind of cringy that you have this guy who's what? And how old do you think he is? I know, and she's 24. It's incredibly cringy. It is very cringy. And he's like super desperate almost, where he's like, like really let down by the fact that she later on tells him, like, oh, let's keep it strictly platonic. Like, I, I'm just like, wow, really? Nick, you haven't met anyone else in this whole big city that has interest you, like how Kate does. And I get it. Like, she's interesting, sort of. I don't find her to be that interesting. But that's Well, she's saying. she's making an impact on his daughter. They're mo- they're, it's new for them to live back in the city. And they're, I guess he, they do have a connection, but I'm just like, ugh. It, their chemistry, I don't read. Same. I don't feel anything there no. at all. I, no. I actually hope that it never continues. <laughs> and she's a little bit bummed, but... She is bummed, but I don't think... It doesn't feel like she even cares all that much. Yeah, so Kate, she decides, because now that Gossip Girl is going to have a clean slate, she comes up with a whole system. Yeah. And everybody's going to have the roles. There's going to be, like, spotted and... WTF of like fashion fails and then she she mentions I love the spotted map from old school Gossip Girl but that kind of creeps her out yeah she's like that's just like not what I'm looking to do I'm like oh that's funny that they mentioned that yeah but she wants Uh, to create this I guess like weekly post like potential flashback posts right about students and like their history and of course, who better to get their first post about would be Nick. And he she finds out all about his wife and how they met in in high school, right? And then mm-hmm. they were friends in college, but that separated them. But then I guess they found their way back to each other. And so she's she's getting all the dirt. And she, she doesn't is. know what to do with it. And he He's also learning much more about her because she explains of how she ended up where she is yeah. and 
finding what you're good at and then realizing there's always pretty much someone going to be better than you. Right. The Meryl, right? Meryl, yep. And then she says something along the lines of, I found what I think I'm finally meant to do and be. And he goes, oh, a teacher. And she goes, oh, yes. Right. a teacher. <laughs> no, Gossip Girl. No, Gossip Girl. And I was like, wow. She said, I'm, I'm just terrified of being ordinary. Right. And she was like that person that was entitled and thought that she was going to be just better than everyone. And she learned the hard way that you're not. And so while she still writes, this is something she has, she's found her calling in this gossip girl, which is like, can we, can we channel that into something else? Well, Can you just what's... like r- work for a new like a newspaper or a gossip channel or something? Like, why do we have to talk about these kids and their parents at the school that you teach? Not well, good. she no, but she even when she gives Rafa one of the jobs is to look for all the imposters because yeah. there's many of them, mm-hmm. which is just giving her that step up of what she's always wanted, which is to be the best of the best. Right. And in this category, I guess, right now, she is on top. Mm-hmm. So she likes that. Sure. And she's definitely not going to give that up. And so much so that she tells Nick, yeah, we should be platonic. And she's going to work on, I guess, doing whatever she needs to do to make people care about what she's putting out there. Uh, and then. This date well, by oh, oh, okay, but the the date gets blasted on Gossip Girl, right? And even before she even makes the decision to go platonic, before they have their date, you have Yeti be like, "You're just going for intel, right? Like you don't really have feelings Mm -hmm. for him." Which, like, fuck you, Yeti. I can't stand him. He's so annoying. And because his job on the weekends is spotted, he's spying on her and Nick on their date, hangout, whatever. And he's like, oh, how does it feel to be on Gossip Girl? Like, we have to talk about teachers, too. We can't just only post about the kids because they'll they'll come on to us. And while I see his point of if you want to be God, you have to put yourself in a different perspective. Yeah. Yeah. And which ultimately leads her to be like, you're right. I do have to be platonic with him, but there is a little bit of disappointment. Yeah. She was disappointed. Yeah. So I wonder if that eventually will become something that she won't be able to like resist it or something like that. Not that yeah. I'm really all that excited about it, but no. that's where we leave off with her. She's keeping it strictly platonic. Yeah. Um, who was your MVP for this episode? Uh are we gonna do three, two, one? Yes. Are you okay. ready? Yeah. Three. Three. Two. Two. One. one. Max. Ooh, good one. Why did you choose Max? I chose Max for saying no to Rafa, for actually sending that blast, because (laughs) fuck you. Yeah. Uh, For being a good friend to Audrey, being a good friend to Aki, and having the talk with his dad. Yeah. That, uh, he's a great choice. I picked Aki because I was like, all right, Aki, I see you. Like, you had your moment. I appreciated that he didn't kind of 
deny or run away from how he feels. I mean, yes, we know the conversation with his mother. He didn't want to talk about it, but he told the like all the news outlets, like, well, I'm bi. Like, he, he's owning it. Yeah. And he's finally figuring out what he wants. And so maybe Max has led him on that journey <laughs> with the threesome and everything. So we'll see what happens with him. But I was I was proud of him in this episode, and I liked seeing this, this storyline for him. Yeah. Uh, what fashion did you like? I loved Luna had that, like, brown teddy coat outside. So cute. I love Julian's white oversized sweater. Me in, too. Yeah, in the beginning. And oh. I love Max's green jacket. Me too. And I loved Zoya's gr- crushed velvet green dress. Yes. Oh, and gosh. Julian's gorgeous. camel pants. I was like, oh, my God, are we in, like, late 1990s? Because I'm so into these pants. I need to get yeah. a pair. Yeah. And I like Zoya's had the double buns, like, scary spice. So cute. cute. Yeah. So cute. <laughs> um, my favorite quote is, I'd rather fuck no one than fuck you again. <laughs> <laughs> I had a couple. Uh, consider me the au pair you never knew you needed, mm-hmm. Gossip Girl. And girl needs to set an intention stat with some crystals. <laughs> with crystals, I know. I was like, oh, Spidey, we should get some yeah. cat daddy crystals. Yeah. Um, I loved when uh, Davis said to Julian, that depends if money is your measure of success. And I was like, oh, okay. We have yep. some have some powerful words there yeah because he didn't go to college he didn't and she's like yeah why why should i care you didn't go to college and look how successful you are and he's like well how do you measure your success because if it's in money that's one thing but if right. it's in accomplishments that's another right and i also had have an avocado puff because I uh, yeah like made me laugh i'm like oh an av- avocado puff that's yeah. a thing sure sure there uh, was barely any trivia, but I know you're going to give me some Joshua Safran stuff. But the only thing that was a Monet was not in this episode. Yes. And you know what? Until when it ended, I was like, oh, shit. We had no Monet. Yeah. Yeah. But please spill all the Joshua Safran tea because I'm interested to hear what he said about this. Okay. So, and this was on Refinery29. Oh, Okay. Hinting, this was a Joshua Safran, hinting that Monet and Luna may be the center of it all. I don't want to give too much away, but I think that Monet and Luna have a perspective on Roger's voicemail at the end of episode six that ends up becoming the big thing in the back half. He also noted that we'll get to learn more about Monet and Luna in the second half of Gossip Girl. Nice. Uh he also says that Saffron spends a lot of his time watching shows like HBO Sibling Succession. In fact, there are little tidbits throughout the series that are a nod to this drama. When the trailer for episode six, Parasite, dropped, fans immediately noticed that Aki's dad bore an uns- unmistakable resemblance to Succession patriarch Logan Roy, a fictional billionaire based on real-life uh, media magnate Rupert Murdoch. Now, Gossip Girl has its own Murdoch moment. The energy of the jet scene was so deeply Logan, which you said in the beginning, Liss. And it ties into a bigger theory, which connects the world of the popular shows with Aki's dad and his mom, Jody, who is based on Murdoch's ex-wife, Wendy. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew from the top, this is what Saffron says, I knew from the top when I created the characters two and a half years ago, the joke I wanted to make. He said, I went to Horace Mann School with James Murdoch. I've always wanted to write about them. And the idea for me 
how can we tell the story that Succession is not telling? Which is kind of a joke. We're telling the Wendy story, which is Murdoch's ex-wife's story, which would be Jody. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. What else to expect from the second half, knowing that there's a pulse of Succession pumping through the series? Well, you can be sure that we're getting an amped up version of Gossip Girl lore. Episode 7, Vulture gave a sneak peek of it in June, will pick up right before Thanksgiving holiday with a tense, chaotic dinner. The entire cast, all 17 of them, will appear in the episode, making it the show's biggest Thanksgiving moment. Huh. Well, I guess that's obviously, it's in Gossip Girl world, Thanksgiving is always huge. Right. Uh, And then we'll learn more about Monet and Luna and hear their backstories and what their ambitions are separate from Julian. Okay, good. Yeah. And then, even more than having people watch the show, Safran is eager to talk or rather gossip about it. He asked, what did you think? He asked me eagerly. I told him I felt more invested in the drama. Are the actors getting better or the stakes just getting higher? In response, Safran told me about the moment audiences fully got the original Gossip Girl way back in 2008 with School Lies. Oh. (laughs) That's when it, like, Finally clicked for people to get Gossip Girl. Right, yeah. Interesting. Oh, I love all hearing about all that. And we're also going to hear references of Roger's adult children uh, fighting. Oh, okay. Yes. All right. I'm super looking forward to that part of Gossip Girl because I've always been interested in the Murdoch situation. just that empire and then mm-hmm. succession as well. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Look forward to it. We have some questions. So Kimberly, she was the one who's asked us, what do we think it, Aki's dad meant? And I did, I did go on Reddit and there were some theories about maybe like uh, Davis and, Aki's dad and potentially like some history there with like I I don't know, some some like dirty money or something like that. And then um oh my god, why can't they? <laughs> what do you think is the theory? It's hard I don't, to say. It's really hard to say because if it's what he's dealing with right now, I don't know how that would deal with Julian. Right. Unless, like you said, it has to be tied to her father. But how would he fit in with that? Right. I also read about on Reddit Reddit how Davis had that scholarship and maybe Aki's dad has something similar and it's about like putting money places and how maybe Roger's going to like screw over Davis somehow um, and he also just says, like, for a little while. He doesn't say, like, forever. So there's, like, something that's going to happen, I think, with Julie- with Davis. So yeah. it's the only thing yeah. that makes sense to me. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. He says that to Aki, though. Like, obviously, this is his son, but, like, should Obi stay away from Julian, too? Is, like, Helena going to tell him to stay away from Julian? Or does... Roger not even tell Helena. Oh, right. So maybe that's even more convoluted where he is doing something on the side and not telling Helena. Which I totally could see. I totally can see that. And that's so barbass of him to even do that if they're going to like it's, compare. 
just yeah 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 so you guys let us know if you have some good theories i did look a bunch on reddit so if you haven't checked it out you should definitely look it up because lots of people are talking about this this is like the one thing when i googled this episode everyone wanted to talk about because it's yeah, like well, the, what the, the cliffhanger ho- of the episode sure yeah, yeah. Uh, caitlin b said overall who would you say right now is your favorite character uh, Max and Audrey. Yeah, I would say Max. Ugh. I would just say Max at the moment. <laughs> I would, and Aki is making his way. He's he's coming. He's creeping up. He has a very good friend role, and I appreciate those people on shows because they don't really get wrapped up in the drama, but maybe a little bit. So I do. I think Aki is getting up there, and I do like Audrey when she shows more softer sides, but I know that's going to take a while to get there with her. Yeah. Um, Caitlin also wants to know, how will Zoya find out about the Julian Obi kiss? Gossip girl. Gossip girl. That's the first you, thing she's going to see when she wakes up in the morning or something. It's going to be pretty awful for her. Yeah. That's going to, that's going to suck. Right. Unless Gossip Girl did not get it. And therefore, Julian and Obi are like, oh, shit, we got a pass. What do we do with it? And now, do they tell Zoya? Does Julian say something to her? I don't know. I think they're going to hold this in for a while if it didn't already get out on Gossip Girl. Good theory. Good yeah. theory. Jazz wants to know, did did Zoya really think Julian wasn't over Obi? It's only been a month. I'm like, that's what I've been saying. Right. <laughs> naively, I think so. Na- and naively, she she probably did. Because she wants to believe that, right? Like, she took this, not took this person, but this was her sister's boyfriend. And now it's like, well, I have to, like, make it okay in, inside that we're dating. And I have, I have to have my sister be okay with it. So the fact that she's not, she's just, she's being a good person and trying to make it seem like she's okay with it but you know inside she's hurting and the fact that you have been trying to avoid hurting her feelings and now you're mad about it can't really well, can't really be mad about it yeah and she says you always get whatever you want right but like who's to say she got i mean she did get obi <laughs> at the end of the episode but like, she Zoya, wasn't conniving to right. though. She was it wasn't a malicious thing. She's like, we have that chemistry and I care for him and I wanted to see him be happy. And so she decided to go to this protest and Zoya felt it was malicious, even though it wasn't. It wasn't. In my, in my opinion. Yeah, same. In yeah. my opinion as well. Uh Vic, have you ever hidden a significant other from your mother? <laughs> or I guess any parent. Yes. I I guess so, but like not like any serious relationship. But like maybe maybe early on you don't want to say anything. Yeah. But not not for very long. And also my mom like can read me like a book, so she knows when I'm like not being truthful or anything. Uh do we ship Obi with Julian or Obi with Zoya? So it was Vic who asked this question. Okay. I, I guess Julian at, or I mean obviously nobody cuz I'd love Julian to like really get out there and brand herself and become exactly who she wants to be at least at this point in her life. But there you can't deny there is more chemistry there with with Ye- Julian. Yeah, and they have history. And there's history. 
they were each other's like first loves, I'm assuming. Yeah. And way way more in my opinion chemistry. Yeah. Actually, wait. Uh <laughs> Going back to the hiding the hiding question, hiding a significant yes, yes, other. Yes. Did we ever tell the story of you and, and Sam? We I might have told this. We might have told this on something. But Michelle uh, was trying yeah. to hide a relationship. Right. So here's a quick story because it's funny. It is funny. And it's a personal story. So I hid my high school boyfriend because we would break up and get back together. And honestly, he wasn't the best human. And so it was embarrassing to keep going back to him. Anyway, my mom was away on vacation. It was winter. My dad was at work. I had him come over and Sam, my sister, was convinced that we were back together. Which she was right, because like Sam's intuition is usually always right. <laughs> right. And so we're making out in my bedroom. But explain how you two worked together. Okay, so that day, I don't know if we were like chatting on AIM or whatever, because there was like no cell phones at that point, really. It was very new. Sam's like, oh, my God, I think so-and-so is here. And I'm like, oh, my God, are you think they're going back together? And she's like, I think they are. And my parents aren't home. So they're probably like kissing and doing stuff um, in there. And so I don't know. I guess he had ha- not come over yet. And she told me, OK, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to hide. I'm going to hide in Michelle's closet. <laughs> and in order for me to get out of the closet, you need to call the house. Oh, no, you need to come to the door. And ask for me. So someone has to go get the door, you know. And so And it would be me. And it would have to be Michelle. So I made the mistake of calling. And Michelle's like, Sam's not. I don't know. Is Sam here or whatever? And Michelle ends up finding Samantha. Well, okay. So imagine (laughs) you're hiding your boyfriend in your room. And you're making out. And all of a sudden, I hear a noise in my closet. And I'm like, oh, it, maybe it's the cat. We've had, we had four cats. I open up my closet and my sister is crouched down, spying on us. And her head, she's pretending to be asleep. <laughs> and she's like, has her head in her knees trying to be asleep. And I'm like, what the fuck are you yeah, doing? I'm going to fucking kill you. And she goes, no, 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 no. I'm so sorry. I'm like, give me $5 or I'm telling dad. And she goes, okay, okay, okay. Meanwhile, this is an awful transaction because right. she was so embarrassed and scared that I was like probably going to kill her. She gave me money. So I wouldn't tell dad on her for spying when really she should have told dad that right. I was making out. You have a boy in, in your room and <laughs> nobody home. <laughs> Yeah, and then I think you guys tried to get on the roof, but it was snowing out. Yes, we tried to get on the roof. We were just stupid, obviously. What what teenage girls do, and they have nothing else better to do than spy on our sisters making out with their boyfriends. (laughs) But I think that was really when it got out, and I think I even denied it then. I was like, oh, we're just, you know. Just hanging out, friends. Hanging out. Mm -hmm. You didn't see anything. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, I have hid before. Yeah. Well, I was, like, thinking. I was like, Michelle has definitely hid before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure I'm did. Like, I know of definitely <laughs> one. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, Vic wants to know, will, will we be covering the second half during our season five watch? Um, yes, yeah, somehow, some way we'll be doing that. This is um, going to be a tight schedule because not only will we have Gossip Girl going in November, we'll have our new Friday Night Lights podcast yeah. going in November. And of course, this show has to come back in November. So I'm like... We'll figure it out in some way, we in some capacity, whether maybe we decide to do like a bi-weekly kind of thing or something like that, or maybe make it just a series on Patreon. I don't know. We'll figure it out. We haven't really discussed that just of yet because it is a few months away, but uh, things to look forward to in yeah. the future. We will be covering it, though. For sure. Um, all right, let's go into a Betty of the Week. Yeah. You're a total Betty. This week, I decided to choose someone who we've known for quite some time now and she has always been our forever friend jess jess love jess, jess. Been with us for such a long time back in the tree hill talk days we've gotten the pleasure of meeting her not only once but twice almost to three times i think, I think right? three times because three we times. met her oh my gosh we met her at the first Tree Hill convention we went to, and she was pregnant. Oh, my God. You're right. With, I think, her second. Her second, yeah. I think. Aww. Now that I'm telling your story, Jess. But right. So and- it was, she's actually, I why I wanted to represent her is because our patron, Will, is heading over to Wilmington very shortly. And he was like, guys, give me some tips on where to go. And she was like, bang, 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 bang. Here are all the places. Let me know if you have any questions. And I was like, you know, Jess is just so great. And she is. Well, we got to hear from her. It's always a pleasure. We really enjoy hearing her, her insight on things and that yeah. she's enjoying the podcasts. And we just really... We feel like we have gained, obviously, so many friends with our patrons, but Jess was, like, one of the first, so. Yeah. Thank you, Jess. Thank you, Jess. Much appreciated. Much love. Well, since we don't have a review to read, we have to tell you maybe you should try and write one. (laughs) Yes. Please leave us an Apple podcast review. It would mean so much. It helps us grow. If you're enjoying the show, this is a perfect way to show that. Yeah. Oh, Rate five stars. Leave us a review. It means, like I said, it means so much. And we're coming back in September with season five of the OG Gossip Girl. Right. So we really want to get those, get on those charts and get up so people can find us. And then they could be like, oh, my God, they covered the new, the reboot as well. Wow. This is great. Yeah, absolutely. And if you want to support the show in a way where maybe you can contribute and come over to the Patreon family, this is the perfect example of how you can support us without actually supporting us. So we would just would love to hear from you and it helps us out so much more than you know. Yeah. So if you would please consider if you haven't already leaving us a rating and review on your Apple Podcast app and we would love you forever. Please. Actually, I have a little treat for you. You do? I have a voice message. <gasps> it is from Joshua. 
Joshua. And I played like two seconds of it because I didn't know. I was like, oh, God, is he would never spoil anything for us, like, you know, for OG. He's not watching the reboot. But I wanted to play this for you because what I heard so far, I was like, I need to play this on air. So please pause. Hey, girls. Josh here. So um, fun little thing I was talking with my coworker today, which, by the way, uh, two – well, two things. One, I want to thank you girls from the bottom of my heart for introducing me to the phrase the island because (laughs) – my coworker, um, we were talking about I forgot the TV show. Oh, we were talking about the the Marvel Avenger movies, and I asked him. I said, I said, where is Hulk's girlfriend? Because I haven't seen her in a while. And he said she's gone. And then I said, is she on the island? And he's like, the what? I'm like, oh, I said I've listened to this podcast where whenever a, a character leaves the show, they say that they went to the island. And he right away said, is it the island like on Lost, the show? And I said, honestly, I don't know if that's the connection. But if it is, it's pretty brilliant. So my coworker and I, now when we talk about TV, we always use the phrase the island. So according to him, uh, Hulk's girlfriend is on the island. But anyways, so the we were talking about Gossip Girl. He, he's never seen the show, but I talk about the show with him because I, I, I love teen dramas. And I told him, I said, I always had this really funny idea for a cutaway gag on the show Family Guy. So just imagine, you know, here's the setup. Have one of the characters say something along the lines of, this is worse than the time that Quagmire narrated Gossip Girl. And then we cut to a scene, uh, the shepherd wedding, where Serena and Nate are getting it on. And just imagine if, like, they're getting frisky with each other, <laughs> and you just hear Quagmire saying, Spotted! T- All right! <laughs> <laughs> I told my coworker that, and he said that I need to submit that joke to Family Guy, because he absolutely loved it. Anyways, just wanted to say hi, and I love listening to you girls. Because you tell me how bad the Gossip Girl reboot is without me having to watch it. So thank you very much from your Houston fan, Joshua. Joshua! I love him so very much. Oh my goodness, what a treat. Okay, so he's not watching, he's just listening to us recap it. He's still actually listening, which is great. Like, thank you so much for the numbers that you appreciate what we're saying. Um, Thank you, Joshua. I think that is so funny. About the island because, I, I mean, we've been saying that for a long time. We've been saying the island since Trio Talk days. I know. It kind of like, blows my mind. Right? Because subconsciously, it probably is from Lost because... Well, I mean, I've never seen Lost, but you and Ng kind of just... It just love became Lost. a thing. I mean, you guys yeah. love Lost. One day I will get there. Don't worry, guys. Um, yeah. But... Yeah, I mean, like, that is kind of funny in itself. So we should just, like, say that's what it's from because I guess subconsciously it was actually from that. <laughs> it's funny because when I, when we say island or I, we say, are they on the island? I, <laughs> I picture two things. I picture loss comes in quickly, mm. but I actually picture the opening <laughs> screen of Yoshi's Island 
Oh and it's God. just like an island spinning and like awful, you know, graphics, uh-huh, but also uh-huh. it's amazing. And I'm just like, our people are just like, that's where they are. They're just chilling and spinning around on the island. Yeah. Oh my God. Thank you, Joshua. I just Thank watched you, Joshua. those episodes of Friends. So I just kept saying, Joshua. <laughs> I love it so much. It's <laughs> so good. The fact that it's Tate. I, it's even like, better. Is even better. Yeah. Love Tate so much. Chef's yeah. kiss. Exactly. Yeah. Speaking of chef's kiss, we have to read off Will's treat this week. <gasps> Gossip Girl characters as apps. Ooh, Will. So I am very excited to read off. We have Julian. Instagram. Duh. She is building her brand while potentially building another wall between her and Zoya. Zoya. Apple Maps. She is lost and in need of direction at this point. She needs an upgrade over Obi. Perhaps Waze. <laughs> Ooh, nice. <laughs> Funny. Obi, runkeeper. He is running from his problems and keeping those he loves close for comfort. How many times is Obi going to between be, move between Zoya and Julian? Is this the new Dan, Nate, Serena? <laughs> oh, God, God, I hope not. Hope not. Aki. NYT, his father made a splash in the headlines, outing his son to try and save face for his company. At least he got a threesome. Mm. Audrey, Amazon, she ordered a threesome with the same day shipping. That's prime for you. Ah, perfect. (laughs) Max, Tinder, He he definitely hits the all button for his interests and frankly has better sex than almost anyone on the TV, possibly ever. Right? I think so. Luna, Patreon. She charges for her services, but does some stuff for Julian for free. Her purpose is to connect to people to Julian and up her brand. That's great. Kate, Twitter. Her fingers, her Twitter fingers didn't turn to trigger fingers when it came to her relationship with Nick. Rafa. Oh, sorry, there's something. Nelnet. Rafa is a human student loan. <laughs> You have fun when you're in it with him, but as soon as it's over, he holds that shit over you like a parasite. <laughs> oh my Perfect. god. Perfect. Perfect. Nick, Discord. Nick is going to get a going to need a pep talk from the TBM fam after the Discord between him and Kate. Oh. Always always so spot. That on, was Will. so good, Will. So fun, Will. And we hope you have a good time in Wilmy because Yeah. It is such a magical little town, and he yeah. is going for the Dawson's Creek and the Winter Hill stuff. So I'm sure he's going to have a blast and eat good food and yeah. put your hands on the pavement at the River Court, <laughs> uh, River Walk, and just like absorb it because it's it's definitely a really fun, feel good, like nostalgia, but like just just is like really you're just very present. Being in Wilmington, you're like, wow, this is so much history of like TV here. Yeah. It's just special. So, yeah. Enjoy. Enjoy. Everyone enjoy the rest of their summer. I can't believe we're in mid August right now. I know we'll be back recording in two weeks. In two weeks. So, if you're an OG listener or if you want to join us for season five, we start. Live watching, we'll be live watching on September 2nd. We're going to be discussing the episode via Discord. So if that's something that interests you, maybe you want to head over to our Patreon page and check out our tiers with their benefits. Um, If you pledge in the Upper East Side or tier, you will be able to join us and chat with us 
every time we do a watch for one of our shows, because as Michelle says, we are starting Friday Night Lights in November. So we will also be having some Discord chats for that as well. So if that interests you, please join our little fam. We would love to hug you and be friends. So the other cool thing about when we come back from Gossip Girl, not only will you be able to chat with us while we watch, we will also be recording live that night. So we did this back you know, what, in June before we wrapped? When did we wrap? Yeah. And it was a huge hit. You guys enjoyed watching us talk live right after we watched the episode. So if that's something you're into, we did it for public last time, but now this will only be available on Patreon for the Upper East Siders tier. Yeah, a little bonus for our patrons. So again, come over. Come over to the TBM fam if you love Gossip Girl. Um, And we will be back Our first episode will come on your listening devices on September 8th. So stay tuned for that. If you're a patron, you get it on September 7th. Yeah. And we will be seeing you very shortly. It won't be too long until we're back. (laughs) Not too long at all. No. uh, You just blinked. That's right. We want to wish our patron, Mike, Mike, a very happy birthday. We hope you have a wonderful week. Thank you so much for being a part of the TBM fam. And then before we wrap up for realsies, list, let's just pick an emoji for this episode. What is our emoji? Do we have... We could do like those... Um, <laughs> What is that called? You know, I'm doing the uh, the hand a motions. horn, a horn, like maybe? a foghorn, like, like the the protest. the protest. Yeah, I like that. Okay, do and that. So it's like, wake up! I'm listening to you. I made it all the way to the end of the episode. Right. So if you're just joining us, what we mean by that is, we want to hear from you always. So send us an emoji in a text through DMs, email it to us. You could do it in the Discord. Drop yeah, the emoji. Do it in Apple Podcast Review. We just want to see that you're listening and hear from you. Yes, and that you've made it all the way in- until the end. Yeah. Where Michelle and I will be rapping. That's right. That's it. All right. Hope everyone has a great week, and we will be back September 8th. Cannot September wait. 8th. Season 5. You know you love us. XOXO. Gossip, Gossip Girls. Thank you so much for listening to Three Gossip Girls. You can find us on all social media platforms at Three Gossip Girls Pod or at Three Gossip Girls Pod at gmail.com. This has been a Total Betty Media podcast, produced and edited by Michelle Rubenstein and Alyssa Tenio, music by Anthony Vacora. <laughs>